you a video she'd be looking at me like this i ain't doing it i ain't no show cat <laughs> look at her quiet as hell now she the hit she a mess Ooh, yeah what it. happened now now the noise has stopped that's 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 crazy are you serious right now that's yeah. because i hit that's because i hit record that's She's some not a show cat she just loves to do it to embarrass me <laughs> <laughs> I was on the day I called the chief technology officer. She was like, and then she, I was where I was sitting. She was like at this level. Also, you just saw her right, right past my head. I said, did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> Lost oh her, my. honey. That is funny, funny, funny. All right. Well, no, just welcome, welcome, welcome. We just gonna have a time and and and, and chit chat and so <clears throat> go ahead and get started. Okay. Because now I thought the cat was gonna have a clackety clack in the back, and when she I hit the record button, she didn't stop. Ain't that oh, the way? It goes? Here she goes. She praying now. She praying. She like. <laughs> she praying. <laughs> the cat is praying. <laughs> I, I really did. I really wish this was a um a visual podcast, but it's not. All right, y'all. Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of Praying and Preaking with your girl Jet, aka the Preaker. I am. <laughs> Here she goes. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> I am super excited because in the building today. Oh my goodness, y'all! Y'all better be prepared because. I apologize in advance for the laughter and for me probably going to be cracking up the whole time that I am doing this interview. I am in the building with my sister, Donna. <laughs> what is, is, it, is it Donna Hunley again? Donna Green, Donna Green Hunley, Donna I Hunley look, Green. I look, Donna Hunley, I, but um, I'm a procrastinator. So... <laughs> It's still green legally because every time I try and um, change it, I buy a plane ticket somewhere and I can't change it because I have to buy the plane ticket in my legal name. <laughs> but I'll okay, tell you Okay, so I'm still in the build. Okay, in the build. All right, but wait, let me back up. Let me get into this word of prayer before I go ahead and get started because mm -hmm. I'm telling y'all, this is going. <clears throat> I, I, I don't even know. I'm not, I'm ready, but y'all not ready. I don't think so. But anyway, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come right now. First and foremost, God, always, always thanking you, giving you honor, giving you praise, Lord God. Lord, I thank you for always providing someone to come and sit down and chit chat with me, Father God. Lord, and as I always say, if this is just to help one person, Lord God, if it can help one person, through laughter, through growth, through the message, through a word, whatever it may be, 
May it help one, Father God. May it fall on the ears that need to hear. Lord, and I just thank you right now for Donna. I do not take her time lightly, Lord God. I thank you that she's given me the opportunity to come and sit down and chit chat and talk with me, your girl. So I just thank you. I praise you. I honor you in your son Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. 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 <clears throat> All right. So I just want you to go. <laughs> I, I like to see myself. I'm telling. I ain't gonna bed till three o'clock, and then this thing give me like three chins and two necks. What the? Heck? <laughs> if I put it up like this, I can. I'll do it like this the whole time. I? They cannot see you. No, but I can see me. It's an audio podcast. Okay. I'm gonna put it up like right. this. You gonna hold it up like that the whole time? Okay, we'll mm -hmm. see. All right, so. Tell the people who you are, please. Whatever. Who 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 is Donna? I'm just gonna say Donna. I, I call it Donna. I call it D. We have known each other for oh my god, I don't even know how yeah. long. How old is Tremaine? Tremaine is 30. So 25 years, right? I yes. think I'm 25. Now so my name is my name is my name is Donna Hundley, aka Donna Green legally. But if the IRS is out there, it is uh, Donna Jones. <laughs> uh, so um, let's see, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I can think of a new idea every day. I love to laugh and do comedy. I claim myself as a comedian, although I've only done three shows. <laughs> um, and I am a professional executive for a company, um, which is kind of hard sometimes to be serious in meetings. So I just want to laugh at some of the toupees that are in the room and everything else, but <laughs> I'm very serious um, at work. Uh, I moved. I'm a, a serial traveler and professional mover. Um, <laughs> So now I'm down in South Carolina, AKA Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, so yeah, I, I seriously, I'm gonna open a moving business because I literally move every two years at least. When I was when I left my husband, Kennedy looked at me and said, "Well, at least we made it two years. <laughs> we ain't moved in two years, so that's good." Oh my goodness. Oh, I don't know how to stop that. Do you hear all the dinging? Yes, what is that? So the computer does it. it it's the computer. I don't know how to work this thing. I feel like I'm an old lady sometimes. <sighs> oh my God. Help us, Lord. How how are we gonna get through this? Okay, so <clears throat> anything else you want to share before anything else? That's but, you know, no, I think that I'm a mom. I'm I'm an awesome, awesome mom. <laughs> okay, yes, she is an awesome mom. Okay, so and, and look, Donna still hasn't even asked me. Most people are like, what is the topic? What are we talking about? And she's the only one who hasn't asked me that yet. So I, I appreciate that, that you haven't even asked me what we're talking about today. <coughs> do, do you want to know? Well, if you want to tell me, <laughs> I'll just talk. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So. Of course, you know, as I was thinking about what in the world can I talk to Donna about? We talk about everything, but what can I really talk to her about on this podcast? Because I have known her for a very long time. Actually, when I moved to the DMV area, Donna was the very first person <clears throat> that I met. And I didn't, um, like I did not like and she didn't like 
She tells the story all the time that she didn't like me. And why didn't you like me, Donna? Because she came into, uh, we worked at the same place. Well, and she was in the interview process, I think. Came yes. into my office and she was like, ah! <laughs> and I was like, she is so loud. There's room for one loud black woman in this place, and that's only going to be me. <laughs> and I said, oh, this woman, I think I do like her. After a while, I started like, she's a lot like me. <laughs> I was a little intimidated, like she about to come up in here and get these men to start treating her nice. I'm the only one. And then I think we became close when we started working. No, was it before we started? Before we started working together, right? Because you were down yeah. in Fort Worth. Yeah, I don't know how we actually ended up being friends, but once we did become friends, whenever that was, we have been inseparable. Yeah, so. yeah, she was loud, and so she didn't want me in there because I was loud too. But it's all yes. good. my, my yes. parents. You have something about you must have a sign up to say if you want to be my friend, you have to be loud, and if you're not loud, you can't be my friend. Because Georgette come in the house, like, hey, mama, hey, daddy. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly, exactly. But anyway, so back to today, we're going to be talking about. I had no idea. And I'm like, okay, God, you know, I, I do it every time. Like, you know, I got this interview tomorrow. And what what it was it that you want me to say? What is it that you want me to talk to, Donna, about that can reach somebody that because at the end of the day, that's what this is really about. How can I reach one person, two people, whoever it is? So I had a dream actually last night and I woke up to the topic of the four C's. So that's what we're going to talk about today. The four C's. Okay. And so, <clears throat> yes. And it's just, and you go wherever you want to go. Um, of course, I know your whole journey, your story over the past couple of years and what you've been going through. So, um, yes, but that's what he gave me, the four C's. And so. Can you tell you what the they mean? <laughs> oh, okay. like, he just told you four C's. That's it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the four C's, okay? See, that's, that's these, these type A personalities, okay? They come on and want to take... See, that's why we did... She want to take over. Okay, so the first one. What challenges have you faced recently? And that's the first C. Whether a challenge, challenges, whatever you want to share. What challenges have you faced recently? You want me to talk about that now or you tell me the next C? No, I want you to talk about it now. Oh, okay. <laughs> So challenges that I have, so I see challenges as opportunities, but the biggest challenge I had is quite honestly, my failed marriage. That was very hard for me. Georgette knows me very well. I fall in love quickly and hard. And, but this particular person was like everything to me. And I said, Ooh, I, I want to get married to this person when he asked me. Um, and I fought hard for that marriage while we were married, but when it ended, it was really hard for me. It was, you know, as a single person watching other married people go through stuff and get divorced, I would be like, girl, he, he is no good for you. Just leave him. Why is she all pressed for him? Like he's cheating or he stole her money or whatever it is. 
And now, when I went through it, I actually called a lot of my friends and said, did I support you while you were going through your divorce properly? Because um, this is hard. Like, you know, this is not something that uh, you can just walk away from. And I had a conversation with my daughter because she was like, if you get back with him, I'm not coming back with you. Like, this mm. is, I can't do it. And I said, it's not that easy to just walk away. I'm married to him. Like I took a vow in front of God and my family and friends. And I can't just walk away without giving it my all. Right. And so she, she was like, that's fine. I understand, but I'm not, I'm not coming back with you if you get back with him. And so I tried, um, but he was not the person to try with. And so then when I realized this is not going to work and I decided to actually walk away, I had problems with God. I was having conversations with him. It was like lots of things. My job was messing up. And then we came, I remember the day, it was a day I, we got bonuses and I had been busting my butt to change the dynamics in my job that had been going horrible. Seemed like the whole time I was married and my bonus came out and it was horrible. And I remember collapsing on my bed and literally crying like a two year old and yelling at my daddy, who was God saying, why, what did I do daddy? What did I do? Why I'm a good person. Like my job and then my husband and what is it? Why are you doing this to me? I don't deserve this. I'm really a good person. In, by, in my heart, I'm really a good person. And um, I couldn't figure it out. So I was angry for quite some time, but I'm also very resilient, right? And so I quickly realized you, I can't do this alone. Um, and I reached out to friends, family, and God, and I, every time I opened my mouth for, but I need this God, God was like, here you go. I need this guy. I can't do this alone. I need, here you go. Like, you know, and it just kept happening. And I'm getting chills as I'm talking about it, right? But it was, uh, you know, you had the prayer call every Monday and Friday. And I lived for that call. Like literally every Monday and Friday, I don't care if I was up to four o'clock in the morning, I was getting up, it might be 6.05, 6.10. <laughs> but sometimes it was 6.50, but I got one that <laughs> And y'all was still talking um, because I needed that, that prayer every Monday and Friday. I needed it. Like I could not. I still need it. Right. But I just it was it really got me through it. And then I said I needed I wish I was in a sorority. God, like God, what? I wish I had a group of sister friends that I could just lean on. And my girlfriend called me and said, I'm going to a graduation for what? For Queen Esther, this program at this church. And I said, tell me about it. And she tells me about it. And I was like, what? She said, it's an open house next week. You want to go? And I said, look at God. I literally just had this conversation with him this morning. And yeah. went to the house and it was amazing. And it's a group of women who are going through things and, and, and or not, 
and just want to get closer to God. And that program changed my life called Queen Esther. It changed my life because first of all, it helped me know God better because I really, I don't really know God. You know, I know God. You love that. But anyway, um, <laughs> I know, I know God, but I like I got in there and you learn about the Bible and they like go to Genesis and I'm in the back of the book. They was like, that's the front of the book. <laughs> Oh, I know. I got my mom like, did you know Jesus' name wasn't Jesus before? Yes. I said, oh, I did too. I did too. You know, I didn't know nothing about this Bible. I've tried to read it. I was in Christian Girl Scouts when I was little. I went to church. I went to vacation Bible study. I just don't know what I was doing. I must have just been there. I, nothing was in my brain still about anything that I'd ever done with church. <laughs> and so the best part about it is that it's a, it's a, I think they accept 200 women, but you're all in these groups of 21. And at first everybody's tight lip, you know, looking around, you don't know each other. They make sure you're not with your friends. First day of class, they're like, does anybody want to, you know, just get anything? I was like, me? <laughs> And they were like, I said, forgiveness. I need God to help me with forgiveness. I need to forgive my husband at the time, um, however that looks. And um, but I I I hated him at that point, and I was upset, and you know, and everybody was looking like, no, she didn't. Just like all of a sudden, first class, she just dropping it, you know. But I needed it that bad, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And by the end of the class, it's an 18 month program. By the end of the 18 months, we are all family. We're sisters at that point. And going through that journey together, you realize you're not alone. Mm-hmm. There's so many people going through the same things and you feel like, like I'd be walking around looking at couples, like I wonder if they happy for real. He probably cheated on her. <laughs> <laughs> I look at him open the door for her. He probably just a dog. Everybody, he's stupid. She don't need to be with him no more. Look at him. He looked over here. He looking. He was a mess. Um, but I heard some some stories also about the challenges of marriage, and some were overcome, and some weren't. Yes, yes. And I was also I was beating myself up like. But um, I'm sinning. Like, God is like, you're not supposed to get divorced. And that's what I was fighting for, right? Like, he's not going to forgive me. I'm not supposed to get divorced. And I'm fighting for our marriage because I'm trying to do right by God. But one day God said, okay, I understand, but I will forgive you. You have to make you whole, right? Mm. And I was like, okay. And I remember going to... That was because I was at work crying. I was crying everywhere. And I went to class and I looked at my instructor who I had called about this. And she said, and I said, I'm, I'm getting divorced and God will forgive me. And I'm okay with this. And she said, if you're okay with it, it's fine. God will forgive you. And I said, okay, we never really talked about it in, you know, one-on-one again, but after that, I started the healing process. 
And it was, you know, maybe I left, you know, all this stuff a year later. I look back and I realize I went from hating what happened to being thankful for what happened because I needed to go through that. Mm. I, I was green. Second of all, I, it helped me understand what I, at first it was like, he did it, he did it, he did it, he did it. He did it. I did nothing right, nothing wrong. I was perfect. Cause I, well, I am perfect, but I, <laughs> but there was some things I did wrong. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, and, but it did make me know me more mm-hmm. and really peel back layers and recognize where I could have done things differently not making excuses for what he did, but understanding what I did. Cause I can't change, mm. I can only change me, right? And so yes. as I was peeling back those layers, layers, I'm like, thank you God for showing me that. Thank you God for showing me that. Okay, great. And, and it just helped make me strong. Now don't get me wrong. It's been two years since I left him, two years next month. And, um, and I still cry. I still cry some nights, like, and it's not that I miss, I, I mean, I miss him, but not really. Mm-hmm. It's that I'm angry with him still because of I miss what we were supposed to have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. The family that we had, I went from a family of two to a family of six, back down to a family of two, which my, my baby is my life. But I also got three bonus kids now that I love. And, and I'm so happy that I have them in my life, which I wouldn't have, right? Um, but we were supposed to be continuing to grow old together. That's why I got married, right? And so now I'm back out here in these streets. <laughs> you know, it's hard out here for a pimp, for real. I mean, it's, I mean I'm with B&Gs, you know, the butt, the booty come out more than the, the gut, the gut bigger than the booty. It's, you know, the, oh, Lord have booty do, the butt come out more than the booty do, and the gut come out more than the booty do, but it's, um, it's hard. So, so that challenge, uh, I overcame, thank goodness. Um, but it's still, it's still a battle that I'm still working with. And I purposely did not date because it would not have been fair to anybody because I still had so much baggage, you know, yes. Oh my goodness. But yeah, I did that. I did that. That was the biggest challenge. And, and then, you know, God said, move again. And I said, you sure that? And he said, yes. I said, okay. And so I looked online, I saw a house. I didn't even see it in person. And I said, that's the house. My girlfriend came and saw it. She said, it's beautiful. I bought it. And you came down with me. We closed on it. We prayed on it. And this is my new life. And now I'm here. But every <clears throat> every challenge in my life, I got changed jobs. I was like, ooh, I ain't telling them. And I, I was like, I got to figure out something. The door's about to open back up. And I'm supposed to be in D.C. And he said, well, start marketing yourself. I did and ended up getting offered a job within my company, but my headquarters is in Charlotte. And they said, you need to be in Charlotte by April 1st. I said, oh, I can do that. <laughs> I was already <laughs> <laughs> like, you're gonna move in a week? Yep, I'm gonna do it. I can, I can move in a week. 
September. Um, but it worked out, right? No more, no more stress about that either. I'm telling you, every time I feel like there's an obstacle, right now the challenge is I don't know how to do this job, but I'm praying on it. <laughs> and I feel like I'm going to knock it out the box. He's going to let me. Oh. oh, my goodness. That's awesome. Well, you actually already answered the second C. I was going to say, how did Christ assist you through it? And you kind of touched on that when you were giving your answer about the challenge and how, I mean, if you want to add something else additional, but you kind of touched on it, like you just went to him and, you know, so yeah. that's awesome. Yep. Yep. And you, and you. <laughs> my girl right there, my girl, the preacher. Yeah, uh, she uh, really helped me. She's always helped me get closer to God. Well, she's been praying for years. So oh Jesus! Like, oh, thank you, thank you, God. You finally did it, Lord. Just, but you have to be broken sometimes. Oh, you know? and I was, I was, I took. I've never felt as low as I did at the end of that marriage. Ever. I was completely broken, completely. And when you're so low, where do you look up? Right? Mm. You look up. And I looked up, and God was like, Here I am, finally. Here I am. Yes. Yes. And I said, You've been here the whole time, God. <laughs> You've been right here. You kept asking me, you know, show me a sign. I show it to you. You'd be like, No, no, not that sign, God. No, show me another one. Show me another sign, God, if this is the right marriage. Should I stay? He said, here's the sign. Here you go. I'm like, mm -mm, no, not that sign. That's not a good sign. Here we go. And I just, he said, I've been showing you and showing you I'm here. And you've been ignoring me. Ooh. So I finally listened. And yeah. yeah. Yep, but you, awesome. you helped me a whole lot, too, with your prayers and being Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and you kind of just see this always, that's why I know he gave it to me because you kind of touched on the next area I wanted to talk about, like what or how did your confidence, you know, what was your confidence like in this crisis, you know, and with Christ, like how, how did it help you to grow, you know, in this season, you know, and the challenges and just your, you know, you said that you're, this was the lowest point, but at what point did, you know, because I, I've known you for a long time and you've always been a confident person. And just to see you during this time, it was like, I didn't know, like, I didn't know where you were. I didn't know where my friend had gone, but to see you now. And so just kind of talk about that because a lot of people, you know, that's where they really beat themselves up at, at that point where they're low. And then they, if they were like this confident person, like they don't know how to come back from that. And so a lot of people just need to hear, like, how did you make your way back? And like, how really low did you get? And because you were, I mean, you were one of the most confident people that besides myself, you know, that, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that because a lot of people, like we say, you know, they suffer in silence and they just they just kind of disappear. And so, yeah. How did you make your way back to that? You know, I think that one of the blessings and curses that I have is that I share 
about me with people who I love. And in the class, I shared it with people I didn't know. Mm -hmm. But I was suffering in silence uh, when I remember when I was, first time I was going to leave him. And I and you and I went to dinner. And I told you everything that I had been going through for that first year of my marriage. Then you looked at me after I finished and you just said, <laughs> we need to get a shot. What in the world? <laughs> You've been here for a year and you went through all that. And I was like, yes. And I stayed. I literally had a elevator reserved at the at the at the apartment I was moving into, the movers scheduled to come, and he convinced me to stay. And so I stayed under circumstances that I had put in front, like you need to do this, that, the other, and he fronted like he was doing it. But that second year was better. But I, it might have been better because I had better blinders on. Um, and I was like, well, I stayed and it's going to work, right? And we're, we're going to be great. And when I, when it didn't end up great, I was embarrassed. But a lot of people, and, and embarrassment kept me there the first time because I was very... First of all, everybody knows they were like, what? You got married? I can't believe Donna married. And I only knew him for eight months. And then they were like, I know they're in the background, like, that ain't gonna work. They ain't gonna be married long, you know, eight months, you know. And then we put the wedding on Facebook, Facebook lived it so my friends and family who couldn't get there could be part of it, you know. And then then I was like, I can't leave a year later. How embarrassing. Mm. more so because of the embarrassment when I should have left in. I told you, he gave me a sign and he was like, I don't open all these doors for you. And you just closed it right back up and looked back down instead of up. And the more I was there, the more I looked down and people kept saying to me, where are you? Like, I've never seen you this broken. And I blamed it on my job because I was going through a lot at my job at the same time. And, and when I left and uh, I was still so low, I just kept hearing everybody, everybody who knows me kept saying, you just aren't the same person. My child just kept telling me that too. Like, I don't know who you are. I've never seen you like this. Uh, which is why she decided to, to go to a community college also. And I didn't know that was why, because she said, I couldn't leave you. Like I saw how you looked and there's no way I could have left you. I don't think you would have made it without me here for a year. Mm. And she's absolutely right. I wouldn't have. Um, she was my, I cried with her, laughed with her. You know, she was my saving grace. And then COVID hit and it was like, <laughs> COVID, when it hit, it helped so much because now I really couldn't see him, you know, and it really made, and he blocked me. He also blocked me and that helped too, because I was mad, but then I couldn't talk to him. <laughs> so, <laughs> how he blocked me? How are you going to turn it around to me? So all of these things, right. And I'm, 
I'm very much a self-help person. Um, I don't necessarily read self-help books, but I seek therapy. And I recognized that I was in a very bad place. I recognized that I couldn't go to sleep with e without drinking a bottle of wine and crying. And then I would go to sleep. And then this was like a repeated thing. And I was like, oh, I'm killing myself. So I called and reached out to this program through my job, um, through my insurance, I mean. And I said, I need to do, I need a therapist. And they were like, well, you already did it once. Uh, you can only get one time. And I was like, please, like this, I'm really desperate. And they said, basically, because you reached out to us again, we realized that you must really need it. And they gave it to me. Then mm -hmm. they extended it longer because they were like, yeah, you need a little bit longer. Um, and they, they don't normally do it. So they extend it for me another month. Um, and that therapist was a, a black woman um, who actually lived around the corner. But I never met her. It's all over the phone. But she was real with me. Like she just really helped me see me. She didn't. She didn't like, uh, you know, chastise me or you know, make me feel some type of way for the decisions and things that I've gone through. And I was trying to quit smoking, and I was like, I smoked again, or I drank again. She went like, Why? Why'd you do? She was just like, what, what triggered you, you know? And so she helped me realize things about me that I didn't know. And then in addition to that, I was going, I was in Queen Esther. So the things that got me out of that fog were my ability to recognize A, that I was in the fog, B, reach out for help, C, be be confident in who I'm going to become again and making sure that, you know, I understood that it is important to have God in my life. You can't, I could not get through it alone. And, and then also making sure D that I had my friends who were, who were friends in my life, helping me and talking to them and being vulnerable to them and listening to them. Those weren't my friends. I literally cut them off. Like, you know, I I don't have time for somebody telling me, you know, what's right, what's wrong, and did it, did it. Like, you're not my friend. And I, you know, I remember reaching out to somebody and she said, uh, you know, I was in my feelings a bit when you were married because you never called me. And I said, well, you never called me. <laughs> you never called me. You came up to my engagement party. And then I never heard from you again. And she was like, well, I didn't know how to reach out because you were married. I didn't want to interrupt. Well, I said, well, then don't tell me you were in my feelings because I didn't call you. Fast mm -hmm. forward, I leave, I move down here. And they're like, um, I want to come see you. I want to come see you. I want to come see you. And I was like, mm -mm. You know, I was up there for a year by myself. You never mm. see me. Now you want to try and use my my new place as your getaway. Mm, that ain't happening. So I, I, you know, I have to let those people go. No hard feelings. You know, that's just who you are. But I don't need that. Right. right. So that's you know, I think it's important that anybody who's trying to get through anything 
to get out of denial. You have to sit in it, right? You got to sit in what you're mm. going through. Look at it and really think, is this where you really want to be? You know, is this where you want to be? Is this how you want to be? And if you say, well, and you start making excuses, then that's not where you want to be. You're making excuses and it's time for a change, whatever that change is, whatever it is. And then you got to seek the help to do it. Yes. That's how I got it back because I definitely am back. Who, who, and I look back at who I was then and I'm like, Ooh, I don't even know who that person was. <laughs> yeah. My mother is always like, you got your mojo back, girl. I'm so happy to see this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because I was like, what? Like, who is this person? Who is this? Ma- who the woman here, Harpo? Who is here? <laughs> who is here, Harpo? This <laughs> in my house now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and you will never part. See, see, this. Oh my God! So this, this now that it always leads. So this, this where we going now? Because as you guys can see or, or hear that this woman here. So the final C. So the first C was your challenge. The second C was Christ. Third C was confidence, and the fourth C is, of course, what's the fourth C, Donna? Comedy. Yes. Comedy. Why do people do that? Y'all can't see me, but why do people move their mouth? They go like, hey, she's can I make those noises? Like, can I sing like? Yeah, I don't need to move my mouth. Oh my God, helper! Yes, comedy is your four C, and 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 why? Why do you believe that God gave you this this gift, this talent of comedy, like to reach those people who are hurting? You know, because some people may feel like you know this is so untraditional, or you know we. We try to put God in this box, and I tell people all the time that he, what the heck is that? I got, my cat beat me. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't in a relationship with my cat. <laughs> no, I burned myself when I was cooking. <laughs> I, my hand in I, w- I wish you guys could. Oh my God. I'm, I'm going to have to get like a visual podcast one day because it's just these Good folks. You don't today because this makeup is from last night. I told you. <laughs> this is last night's makeup. Oh, I hope it ain't no video. Well, I got one eyebrow on. <laughs> I'll be all right. I just like this the whole time. <laughs> oh, goodness. I didn't forgot the question. This girl did. Uh, I didn't forgot what I was saying. That guy gave me the gift of comedy. Oh yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Why did God give you the gift of comedy? You think and and for those, so just kind of a two part question. Why do you think He gave you the gift of comedy to to reach people and for the people who feel like that this is an untraditional way or like you know like a Sunday they try to put God in a box, but He He gives us all different things, all different gifts, different talents to reach people because at the end of the day, that's what it's really about. Like 
you're going to reach who you're going to reach through your comedy. Like I, there's going to be some people that you can reach through your comedy that I'll never get to reach. You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and so he uses us all differently. And so, yeah, just kind of talk on that. And like, why do you think that he gave you that gift of comedy? And for those who think like, you know, this is too untraditional, like we, I, I can't find God at a comedy show or something like that. Like, what do you have to, you know, look at her face. <laughs> You know, <laughs> let me tell you something though. I started, I took a comedy class while I was married because I was always talking about I want to be a comedian. And my ex-husband said, one day he said, he sent me a text and it had, it had uh, like a receipt for something like a comedy class. And I said, what is this? And he said, I believed in, I believe in your gift of comedy, even if you think you don't you can't be a comedian. And I signed you up for this comedy class and it starts next week. And I was like, what, what? You signed me up for a comedy class? I, I would have never done it. I just talked it, right? So that was something phenomenal that he did. Of course, when I got there, she was like, you gotta pay me. He didn't pay. I said, he registered me. She didn't pay. That's some you can read between those lines. I ate this some smack like a little book and little book. Wow. I paid. <laughs> and, but the class was fun. And it was like, she, um, I, you know, I'm not good with homework. So she would give me homework and I come back and she'd be like, did you do homework? And I'm like, no, I don't do homework. And she said, um, all right. And so I get up there and she's like, oh, okay. She said, if you would just do your homework, you would be really awesome because you are really natural on stage. Like you just, you, you have coming, you're real animated. And, and so one day I did my homework practiced and studied and did everything. And I went up there during um, class and I completely bombed. And she was like, what happened? And I, was like, I did my homework. <laughs> I practiced and I said, I was up here trying to memorize everything and do all the things I was practicing. And she was like, well, don't do that no more. Just, just don't do it. Just come up, just get your jokes together and just come up because you, you, you know, the homework didn't work for you. <laughs> I was like, okay. And so every class we were building up for our, um, our premiere show, right? At the end, we had the show and we, and I did not invite any, I invited my brother and my girlfriend remembered and said, come. And I didn't invite anybody else because I was nervous. I was like, I can't have, if I have too many people in the audience, I might completely bomb. So I just had four people in the audience. And then, of course, my ex was there and five people in the audience. And so um, but so we were preparing for this show and every week we built up our jokes. Right. So by the end of the class, we had our show completely built out as to what we were going to do. And so I was like, OK, I'm ready. And I woke up that morning and I wrote an entirely new show. And I was like. I just woke up. I was like, oh, I'm ready. I wrote the whole show that morning. So when I got up there, I was the second to the last person. 
man, I was like, I was just killing it. And at the end, my class came up to me and said, where'd all those jokes come from? <laughs> you didn't say any of those in class. I said, I woke up this morning and thought of them all. And they said, who does that? I was like, oh no, it just came to me. Like, I just did the show. Like, you know, um, I can't memorize anything. So I always have my my notes right there. I'm looking at it. One day I'll memorize. I couldn't memorize scriptures in my class either. They they just felt so bad for me. They asked me scriptures. And they were even back there lipping it. And I was like, go? I goes to, and they'd be like, to the kingdom. <laughs> and they were like, just go, just go, just go on, go on, go on. I, I can't memorize that. <laughs> I try, I can't memorize it. Uh, oh my god! So, um, but so anyway, so I realized like well, this is I got something going here, and so, one of my challenges though is I don't like doing things alone. I hate doing things alone, and I mean I'll talk myself out of anything. Like oh we're gonna go walking tomorrow, and I'm gonna get my life right. I'm gonna exercise. My girlfriend like yeah yeah let's do it. I call in the morning like you want to go walk? She's like, girl not this morning. I said okay, and I get back in bed. I, don't, I won't go. And so there was a lot of open mics, but if nobody went with me, I didn't want to go. And um, right when I had literally, I said, all right, 2020 came and I said, this year, I'm going to make sure that I go to at least one open mic a month by myself. And then COVID hit. And I was like, oh, well, dang. So then I tried to do them via Zoom and it was weird. It was kind of hard because you can't, Laugh. I can't hear you laugh. I can see. But what? It's, that's hard. <laughs> that's, I mean, can you imagine you're just listening to complete silence and you're talking? <laughs> so the good thing is, I realized though, I didn't have to memorize my jokes. I could put them behind the camera and just look at them and they think I'm memorizing. It was great. So I did, um, I practiced a bit there and then I just stopped. I was like, it's too hard. Somebody, when I moved down here, she said, Donna, I want to hire you to do a show. And I was like, hey, you mean pay me? And she was like, yeah. I was like, what? Now all the shows I do are probably about hmm, three, five minutes. She's like, yeah, 30 minutes. I thought, 30 minutes? Who's going to do 30 minutes? Of a That's a lot to write, right? I was like, oh my gosh. In 30 minutes, I got to write like 400 jokes to try and figure <laughs> it out, you know? And so I was like, and it's on Zoom. So I was really intimidated. Um, but I told her, listen, this is what I think you need to do. I'll do it via Zoom only if all the participants agree to make a sign that says laugh or funny or something, because I need the feedback in order to pe keep going. And so she was like, okay. So she did. And she made them all, they all had signs. I was able to, um, and I had three girlfriends here present so I could hear some laughter. And and I did it for completely 30 minutes. And she said, don't cuss. And I go, ooh, that was hard. <laughs> I am a curser. I'm gifted with cursing. The words just come to me, they just flow. <laughs> um, but anyway, so anyway, so that gift, um, came to me. I've always been a funny person, but I do believe that God gives us all kind of gifts. 
And you have to live in your purpose, right? So when I had my business, when I had Curvy Chicks Chariot, three C's, um, when I had Curvy Chicks Chariot, I was so excited. I was, I felt like I was finally walking in my purpose. It was a good balance between stressful life. And I was, I mean, girl, I worked every day, seven days a week. I was either working on my job and every weekend I was at some place selling clothes and I was good at it. Right. I was on TV. I was in a magazine. I was just doing it. Ever since I closed that, I felt like I'm missing something. I understand I'm doing what I have to do to make money, but I know that this isn't my, my gift. This is not what I, this is not, I'm not walking in my purpose that God has given me. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I've been trying to think about it, think about it. Like, I mean, I'm telling you, I, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've tried all different things, but when it came to the comedy thing, I was like, I think that this is what I need as my outlet. And although I have not done any shows, I, I always tell people I'm a comedian. And they're like, what? And where have you done it? I'm like, uh, in my living room. <laughs> oh, she's a comedian, huh? But I, I just say, if I keep saying it, as long as I keep talking about it, you know, when I when I am out there, I'll do it. I just found an open mic the other day, yesterday, and I said I'll be back for open mic. I said it, it's it's comedy, right? He said whatever you want to do. I said okay, I'll come. Now the challenge is, the majority of the people where I live don't look like me. They're wonderful people. We're beautiful. They're wonderful. WB, get it? So uh, it's a lot of. Wonderful- <laughs> <laughs> When you're out in public, you can talk about them and they won't realize it. They can't say you were saying anything mean. Like, look at all those wonderful people doing different things. And they're like, are you talking about me? I just called you wonderful. What are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. (laughs) The wonderful people, there's a lot of them. And i that's a different audience. That's a totally different dynamic for me. But that might be the audience that I need to be practicing on. because if you think about it, a lot of those wonderful people help like Chris Rock and Kevin Hart and all them get to where they, where they are, right? Because there's a lot of there's a lot of beautiful people and beautiful com- comedians, right? But um, they typically are stuck to only one audience. Mm. So I want to maybe just do both. Um, one New Year's Eve, they said uh, my my neighbor said, uh, "You want to perform at the Country Club?" And I said, oh, because he's the president. And I said, I could do that. And one of them said, do you know, do you know any jokes for white people? I s- he said, you know any jokes for old white people? I said, no, I know jokes about old white people. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can talk about y'all all day. Don't be sensitive. <laughs> he was like, okay, well, I haven't heard from him because uh, maybe he won't be talking about <laughs> Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, but but I um I do do it. And you know the thing is funny is that like I don't know how somebody at my job. Oh, my client came to my show, and it got it spread like wildfire that I was a comedian. And all of a sudden my my staff sent me a video of me. I said, Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, you, I, we found your video. 
I said, don't tell anybody. <laughs> I'm talking about all kind of stuff on there. So, um, but I, you know, I still, I, I enjoy it. And I think that, you know, there's no shame in what I do. There's a lot of, like, there's a lot of CEOs who are in bands, right? Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people who do, you know, crazy stuff on the side. And why is it that I have to mute myself and who I am because I'm embarrassed or, you know, I think that that's not the right look. My look is, my look is half, half comedian, right? So that's what I'm going to do. And that gift to me of laughter is healing. And the things that I've gone through and the things that happen in this world are how you end up having the stories that you tell. That's all it is, is storytelling. I'm telling stories to make you laugh. And I got a lot of stories from that marriage, honey. That was a gift to <laughs> I got a lot of stories I can share. <laughs> a lot of stories I can share. I remember I did a comedy show at your house and I was still a very broken place. And when I did it, it, was, it came off very like mad. To me, it came off very much like mad. I just didn't, to me, it didn't feel like the true comedy that I normally would do. Um, and so doing that, if I did those same jokes now, it would be totally a different way that I, that, that I would do it. Um, so yeah. where you are in, in your mm. life at that time also dictates how well you do it. You, you know, I think about people like you and others who speak in public and you're going through stuff and you're speaking to motivate others to be great. And behind the scenes, you're broken. And how hard that is. It's the same thing like, you know, with comedy, how hard it is to make people laugh when you're miserable. Mm. We're sitting there making people laugh, making people, they're leaving like, oh, refreshed. And you're like, huh, I can go home. <laughs> I don't want to go home. <laughs> I, I, just, I was miserable, you know, but it, um, it is something that once you get good at it, it's just who you are. It's how you do it. You're able to put on the mask when you need to, but don't let that mask stay on. Mm. Still work on yourself behind the scenes. Um, but don't let it get in the way of your profession, you know, if that's, you know, because it's healing at the same time, you look back at things and you say, oh, I remember I did one and I was so drunk. I don't even remember how I got through the show because I had gone through a whole day of well with me and I just drank, drank, drank. And then by the time the show was on, I was like, oh, wow. You know, so it's just, you know, I don't know. It's healing. It's it's like therapy um, sometimes to go through. Therapy might be motivational speaking. Therapy might be comedy. Mine is comedy. And um, telling the stories is also comedic um, because the, the you have to laugh at my pain, right? Like what the Kevin Hart says, laugh at my pain. It's true. Like the pain that you've gone through you have to laugh at it because otherwise you're stuck in that pain and it is critical that you get out of it. And my way of getting out of it is to laugh about it and help other people see the funny in that stuff too. Cause it can be funny. It can be real. Uh, funny. Yeah. I had, 
Kennedy recently with the vaccination. I said, uh, you know, you need to get that vaccination. And I was hesitant, really hesitant, but I'm also scared that she'll get sick because she's out so much. And I said, just get it, you know, and she said, I want it. And I said, you do? And she said, yeah, because if everybody turns into zombies, then I'll be the only one who's not a zombie. And that's not going to be no fun. I said, I know, because we'll be at zombie cookouts. We'll be at the zombie oh, show. <laughs> and you'll be over there looking, hiding in the closet because you don't want to get eaten. So you might as well. Yep, girl, you got to be a zombie with the rest of us, girl. She was like, no. yes, that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm, that's what you want to do. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You don't well, want to I, have, I have not got the shot and I can be left out. That's okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I Just don't be mad it. when I come and eat you. <laughs> I'll be on here doing my own thing. <laughs> and we're going to cook out and I'm going to take that mirror behind you too. <laughs> I'm going to hang it up in my oh. zombie house. Oh my God. Oh my God. See, see, always, always in joke time and joke mode. <laughs> All right. So I always ask my guests this question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does prayer mean to you? Prayer to me means strength and connection. Mm-hmm. Because when you pray, you're connecting with God and he's giving you the strength that you need for whatever it is you're praying about. It could be something great. You could be thanking him and he's giving you that, that reassurance and that, 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 that opportunity to have that conversation with him. But in the end, you're connecting to him and you are building your strength in your faith with him. But yeah, that's what it means to me. I, it's a it's a good conversation. I mean, I've had good and bad ones with him. <laughs> I I can imagine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm disappointed in my conversation. <laughs> really? That's what you're gonna talk about today? I'm like, yes, God, I have some stuff to talk about. <laughs> like, okay. I know, but the great thing is that he still loves us anyway. And- still loves us, right? I mean, who can what? How can you not be thankful for, I mean, some of the things I talked to him, some of the things he see, he still be like, it's okay, boo, I still like y'all. I'll be like, okay, God, don't give up. Don't, just close your eyes. Close your eyes. Turn around. Turn around, God. Turn around. Don't look. Oh, my God. Look, close your eyes, God. Don't look at this right now. I can't with her. I cannot with her. I cannot. Well, I thank you. <laughs> I had to go volunteer at this PGA tournament for, from three to ten. Who was who did that with the mask on? With the mask on. Oh my god, I can't. I can't with you. Well, I thank you, thank you, thank you. And, and before we go, I always. Oh my god, I, I don't even want to see her face when I say this right now. Mm-hmm. You can't leave without doing Bible trivia. I always ask a Bible trivia question. <laughs> ask me where the book of Genesis is in the Bible. Ask me that one. I can tell you that. <laughs> That's funny too, because you know what? I actually I had a question about Genesis and and then I didn't. So that would have been hilarious if I would have had that question. Are you not <laughs> 
this okay this is the question mm -hmm. how did god speak <laughs> how did god speak to moses in the desert it's multiple choice like I, I always give this disclaimer i do this because it's good it helps us to get out of um number one thinking that we know everything we don't have to know everything and it also teaches us about the bible and if you ever come across this question again guess what you'll never i'll know the answer you'll know the answer yes and it's dual because now you're learning something about the Bible, and it helps me too like i i mean i find stuff and it helps me too so it's okay. about learning learning and coming out of being you know <clears throat> put on the spot and just and just to do it so okay. i love one of my last guest he Actually, I had one guest so far that when I asked him, he just was like, okay, he's the only person who has not made a face yet. And it's funny, but all right. So, that. no, I you did. How, okay. How did God speak to Moses in the desert? A, through a snake, B, a burning bush, C, a cactus, or D, an animal? So once again, how did God speak to Moses in the desert? I know this one. A snake, a burning bush, a cactus, or an animal? Which I know it. The burning bush. Yes! I, I remember that story in the Bible! <laughs> Class Queen Esther! <laughs> I knew that one. And you know, it, 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 I knew that one. Mm -hmm. I got that. She knew that. She read it. You know the whole Bible now, don't you? Girl, she ask me no. Ask me no. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> ask me no. Ask me no. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I know the Bible. I'm about to be a preacher. <laughs> Lord, save <Okay>. me. <laughs> <laughs> on that note on that note we about to end lord have her. i can't with her listen well i thank you any what any any lasting words what what do you want to uh what takeaway or what lasting words what takeaways do you want to give the the people that are listening um anything that you want to mm. say i would say just remember this too shall pass mm. anything you go through but you can't, it won't pass by itself. You need help. You need God. You need friends. You need family. But you know, need to know that you should not stay there. It won't be forever. Whether it's something you feel like completely broken you or just a little blip. But it'll pass. Awesome. Well, thank you. I thank you for sitting down and talking with me, your girl, Georgia. Yes, yes. On praying and preaking, y'all. This was another episode of praying and preaking with your girl, Georgia, aka the preaker. I have uh, laughed so much and I just love this woman to death. I just love what God is doing in her life. She knows. I mean, we were laughing, but it's serious. Like I've been praying for her so hard, like for so long to mm -hmm. truly hurt, have a, your knees hurt. Yes, yes mm -hmm. they do. <laughs> yeah, your knees probably bothering you, girl. <laughs> that bad knee on the ground praying for me, Lord. Please, Jesus. <laughs> praying for her to get a closer relationship with him and just to see you flourish and i'm glad to have the old donna back and i just cannot wait to see 
what else he has in store for you for your comedy whoever's out there listening kevin um you know these comedians <laughs> well whoever uh you know come and check out my girl donna That's but right, no tiffany. yes tiffany haddis yes, exactly. tiffany. And yeah. we're going to call him out. Put <laughs> hashtags on it. <laughs> yes, let's speak it into existence. Kevin, I'm from Philly, Kevin. Yes, I am. That's right. Yes. I'm Philly-ish. <laughs> she from Philly. By I, I've had a Philly cheesesteak before. <laughs> so, me but I can't with her. Look, that's the whole. All right, y'all. But thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in, praying and preaking with your girl, Georgia, a.k.a. The Preaker. Like I always say, deuces. And I'll see y'all in the next episode. Thank y'all. Lord, put your prayers up. Prayers up. Yeah, prayers up. Blessings from the Lord, put your prayers up. Prayers up.